You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Angie Andrews of JaysFromTheCouch.com, and this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Go to rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need in one website, and that's rockauto.com. So, hey, game one is in the books. That that was good. You know, Los Angeles defeated Tampa Bay tonight, 8-3. to um, Looked like there was going to be a comeback mounting, but uh, Los Angeles able to shut it down. And we're going to talk about that in the second half of this episode, but there there is a bit of Blue Jays news from around uh, the past couple days that I wanted to touch on. Um, first of all, uh, as reported by friend of the show, Keegan Matheson on MLB.com, uh, the Blue Jays made some international signings with the little bit of extra money they got uh, from the Justin Miller deal. When they sent Miller to Cincinnati, they got the international money back. So they signed four uh, young pitchers who will likely be heading to the summer league team in the Dominican. I mean, that's where that's where a lot of these kind of prospects start out is, is on that Dominican team before you even think about promoting them up to like the Dunedin Lansing levels. Um, so yeah, a couple of exciting, uh, pitchers that they got in there. Um, they signed, um, two right-handers, Gason Urbaez and Jury Hisiano, and then two left-handers, Johan Simon and Kendry Rojas. Um, Kendry's from Cuba. The other three pitchers are from the Dominican Republic. Rojas is only 17 years old, but um, he's got a lot to like. Um, He's already hitting low 90s with his fastball. Um, He's, again, he's 17, so he's going to kind of grow into himself a little bit more. Um, Simon also... um, was able to hit low 90s. He hit 90 last year with his fastball, but Blue Jays are willing to take a shot at him. Um, Not a lot is known about Urbaez. We didn't get much of a scouting report on him, but there is video on Keegan's article of uh, Hisiano. Um, He's already hitting mid-90s. He can get it up to 98-99. And, you know, for for a player who's 19, that's, that is not bad. Like, the video link is him throwing off flat ground in a backyard. And he's still getting a decent amount of movement. It looks like he has a decent slider developing already. Which, if you're a fastball slider pitcher who can hit mid-90s, that's a very easy repertoire to build off of and, and start playing with. So... Cristiano might have the best stuff of anyone right now, so he's probably the one you're going to see on prospect lists first. 
So keep an eye on that in the future. Um, obviously, these these guys are young. They're going to take a little bit to develop, but Jury Hisiano is a name you should be filing away. Just, just you know, in the back of your mind, you know, just uh, what, what prospects do the Blue Jays have coming up? Well, they have this kid from the Dominican Republic who looks like he could be a nice little uh, reliever for the team. So, did want to touch on that briefly. I, I do like getting depth in the organization, so we'll see how that goes. Um, speaking of depth, you heard me mentioning Dunedin and Lansing as the next destination for players coming out of the Dominican Summer League. Um, that's because it was a p- reported today uh, by Rob Fai, the uh, longtime PR person for the Vancouver Canadians, that Vancouver's relationship with Toronto has been terminated. And when MLB was like, well, we're, we're doing this whole, uh, we're simplifying minor league baseball and cutting down on teams and blah, 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 blah. Greedy money bull. Obviously, that that meant that Toronto was going to have to cut down on its affiliates, and um, the Appalachian League was already basically (sighs) marked for reassignment. So that meant Bluefield was going to go no matter what. It was going to be unaffiliated. But um, with the short season up in the Northwest League, Um, Toronto did have to make a decision, and it was a rather easy decision. I mean, if you see how they're trying to play their affiliates, they have Buffalo, they have New Hampshire, they have Dunedin Base that they just invested a lot of money in, and then they have Lansing, which they really like the location of Lansing, and that Midwest League is pretty safe. They're for, for all the minor towns in that Midwest League, there, there wasn't a lot of talk and contraction there. So, made sense to keep Lansing. That left Vancouver kind of in the lurch, but it was announced today that they have accepted a pact from the Oakland Athletics to be an affiliate there. Um, I'm not sure all the details of how they're going to actually build um, that fourth tier, you know, that Lansing tier. Um, Oakland does have a team already at that tier in the same league as Lansing their their uh their single a affiliate was in Beloit this season and Beloit actually just built a new stadium um but again with all the contraction and you know teams looking to cut costs it made sense for Oakland to get a team on the west coast that it could easily ship its its lower level prospects to and keep an eye on in Vancouver happened to be the right opportunity. However, as I mentioned, while there weren't a lot of Midwest League teams that were kind of marked in this plan by Major League Baseball, Beloit was one of them. So it made sense for the Oakland Athletics to... I don't know why I had to hesitate there to say Oakland, but it made sense for them to to get in touch with Vancouver now that their affiliation was open and we'll see Toronto move forward with its, its current uh, top four affiliates in the international league, the Eastern league, the Florida state league and 
the Midwest League. So that's how Toronto will be going forward. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of um, chairs moving around, a lot of parts that need to be assembled. And if you need a part for your vehicle, you need to check out rockauto.com. It's a family-owned business, been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You go to rockauto.com, shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, from motor oil and tail lamps to brake parts and carburetors and new struts that I had to pay a thousand dollars for this week so I am poor as heck right now um but if you can do it yourself you need to go to rockauto.com use their remarkably easy to navigate website see all the parts available for your vehicle Choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer and get the same reliably low price whether you're a professional mechanic or just doing it yourself, which I could not do. It's why I paid $1,000. So why spend twice as much for those same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car and truck. And when they ask, how did you hear about us? Right locked on in there so they know that you came from us. So remember, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, so game one of that World Series. Again, Los Angeles takes it 8-3. Clayton Kershaw looks like a Hall of Famer. Six innings of one-run ball. Um, Tyler Glass now looked like the guy that Pittsburgh gave up on. Um, when you set a World Series record as the first pitcher to give up six earned runs and six walks in a game, generally not good. Um, but but yeah, it, it was the Dodgers being able to make them pay first with that Cody Bellinger home run in the fourth and then that fourth inning where they just knocked Glass now around the park. And, you know, he wasn't able to adjust. He wasn't able to get um, his pitches in the zone. And Kevin Cash left him in there for 112 pitches, which, I mean, that that's a little out of character uh, for Cash, but... You know, the way the way he handled his pitching staff tonight, um, bringing Ryan Yarborough in only to get that one out and then going to Josh Fleming. It seems to be like he, he doesn't really know what he's going to be doing for the rest of the series now that, you know, he has a little more breathing room. Does he bring Glass now back on four days rest? I don't think he does after this performance. So does he have to use Ryan Yarborough? Does um, he have to try and, and bullpen a game four after Snell and Morton go out there? We don't really know. But what we do know is that Los Angeles looked dangerous and they looked versatile in support of Clayton Kershaw. They they had the Bellinger home run, but they had the double steal that got America free tacos, which, I mean, where's my free taco? I, I like baseball and I have eaten tacos in the past. I would have liked the courtesy. Um, but no, they used their speed on the base paths. Got some great defensive plays. Bellinger making that catch on what looked to be an Austin Meadows home run. Pretty freaking impressive. And then, of course, the the play of the game. And I'm not being hyperbolic when I say this. Play of the game 
was um, Victor Gonzalez catching that liner from Mike Zunino and then doubling up Mark uh, Mike Brasso at second base. Like, it was lucky. I mean, there there's no way to say it. you 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 could see uh, the look on Victor's face, like as he as he got it. There's there's like a little bit of reaction time you can have when making that kind of catch. But he had none of it on that Zunino liner. It's why Brasso was so far off the bag. Because there was no reason to think that Gonzalez was going to be able to stick his glove out and get it. But he did. And, you know, the throw was a little shaky. But if you get the out, it doesn't matter. And that snuffed what had been a very promising Rays rally where they picked up those two runs off Dylan Floro. They had to bring in Gonzalez. And, you know, if that ball gets through, Brasso's going to score because there was like no no one there. You saw Seager have to run to the base in shock to get Brasso. He might have gotten that ball in the shift, but it, it would have been runners on second and third. So to just snuff the rally out like that, was huge for a team that could have very easily gotten in its own head if Tampa Bay had picked up another run or another two runs. Made it 8-5. Then you're starting to look at that bullpen again. Like, already used Joe Kelly and Pedro Baez. Do we have to start getting Kenley Jansen ready? Do we have to hope he's good Kenley Jansen on this day? But that Gonzalez play made sure it didn't happen. And now, you know, the Rays will turn to Blake Snell tomorrow and hope that, you know, he can last a little bit longer than Glass now. He hasn't really had the chance to show that durability, but he'll be going against Tony Gonsolin, who um, wasn't very effective in Game 7. So... It's probably going to be a bullpen day for the Dodgers. And we'll see what they're able to do with that. Because that's that's going to be the big question. They had two really good starters to Tampa Bay's three. And that sort of numbers game, you know, it doesn't seem like it'll work. But... This, this is the situation that they're in. So they, they just have to be able to, to hope that they can bridge the gap and that Kershaw and Walker Bueller can win them four games. Because it doesn't look like they have the same faith in, um, in the rest of the pitching staff that they do in those two guys. And, and sometimes two guys is all you need. But when the other team has three aces, you, you kind of want that, that flexibility. You want that security. So, again, we'll, we'll see how the Dodgers can handle it. But I, I don't like the chances of going with a bullpen game and then knowing you have to go bullpen in game four. Because all it takes is one bad outing, as Tampa Bay found out. And that just wrecks every plan you have to try and get through this series. So, we'll see what happens. I'll, I'll be on the air tomorrow night to talk about it. 
Um, I'll be on Twitter as well during the game to talk about it. I saw a few of you uh, checking in during the game, so appreciate that. I appreciate the love for Chris Taylor having Zombie as walk-up music. I think that's a great choice for a song. So I'm very happy about that. And if you want to get on the fun, you can follow me on Twitter at A underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because Twitter is dumb, but it allows for communication. You can follow the podcast at Locked on Jays on Twitter and Facebook. All the podcast episodes are posted there. And you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts, you can subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode. And we will be back tomorrow night to do this all over again. So, see what happens. Until then, for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at jaysfromthecouch.com, I'm E.G. Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. And y'all take care.